0: Hey, this is Star Wars author Delilah S. Dawson, and you're listening to Clashing Sabres Network.
1: Here we go again. Chewing. We're home. I bypassed the compressor. You were the chosen one! Something
2: truly special. Congratulations. You are being rescued.
0: Revenge is not the Jedi way. I am no Jedi.
2: The ability to speak might not make you intelligent, but we're going to try to prove otherwise. This is the Clashing Sabers podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon, and I am with the host of Starships and my good friend. She is not my fiance. She is Adriana <laughs> Martinez. That's a little Hi. off-air joke.
0: Hi, everyone.
2: And we have with us, you know what, Adriana, I feel like I feel like you need to take the reins here. Why don't you introduce our special guest for tonight?
0: Oh, my goodness. Okay. Okay put me on the spot um we have with us (laughs) it's what i do someone i'm really like so excited to be uh, like i'm just so excited because i've been following this this person on twitter since 2013 i was on twitter when he was announced uh to be in the past and like my heart was like jumping out of my chest we are here with christopher sean from Star Wars Resistance! Hey! What's up? What's up?
2: <laughs> How are <laughs> Thank things you guys going? for having you? me. I oh, really absolutely. appreciate it. This is going to be a lot of fun. And so, I mean, dude, we just have to start. Like, how's it feel <laughs> to be in Star Wars?
1: Oh, man, Star Wars is a dream. I mean, honestly, it's nothing cooler than Star Wars. And to be a canonical character in Star Wars is. is uh. It's, it feels like a dream. It still hasn't hit me, you know, uh, we did celebration and we walked out there and there was like 3000 plus people at our panel for season one at celebration. And oh my goodness, it was surreal. And it, I mean, even, even at that moment, I was like, wow, this is happening. I'm on stage with Bobby Moynihan and Donald fazon and, and the producers, Brandon and Justin and Athena. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to wake up any second now. <laughs> any second. Now. <laughs> No, it's really it's really cool. Uh, There's nothing cooler than Star Wars. So we, I grew up with it, and so I'm just happy to be a part of it.
2: Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Did you grow up a Star Wars fan?
1: Well, my dad used to tell us stories in the voice of Frank Oz Yoda Ugh. and the voice of uh, <laughs> Chewbacca, and he would be in the doorway, and uh, he would run off the doorway, and you'd hear him shouting, and Chewbacca, and he'd run back in. And he'd be like, I'll be right back. i got to take care of these stormtroopers. He'd run over there and be Yoda for a little while. And he was like, Yoda gave us really good important stories like you guys need to go to sleep (laughs) so for me like it's ever since i was a kid i I, i've always known star wars
2: it's just like it's it's like in your blood really like literally from passed down you know from the generation (laughs) and and that's something powerful about star wars right is it's passed down those generations so i mean i usually ask this later in the conversation um but I, i i think now is an apropos time what is it What's the impact on you or what does it feel like to know that like resistance and Kaz as a protagonist could be or is for a fact the beginning of somebody's Star Wars journey? Like, do you feel that pressure? Do you feel the need to I don't know, does that add a need to perform or or how does that feel?
1: I think, no, I think if you if you focus on the negative, you will see only negative Uh, for me. I don't see any pressure at all. I, I, I get to have fun and I love, love, love what I do. I go to work, the team is phenomenal. So I get to work and we're hugging, we're laughing, we're having a great time in the room. And uh, David, Dave Filoni told me and when, he, when I first met him, he said, hey, listen, I'm gonna tell you what George Lucas told me. If you focus on doing work that you're passionate about, that you love, those who see it will see that love as well. Um, and that's not exactly what he said, but I'm, I'm paraphrasing because it was a beautiful speech. You mean you didn't get it
2: tattooed on your body?
1: I, I, I mean, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> i <kidding. No>, um, <laughs> He was, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, exactly that. Do what you love. And I put my heart and soul into the role of Kaz and every role, even being Lee on Lizzie what. So, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's one of those things where, there's no pressure because I love what I do. And I know I'm being guided by a great team.
2: That's fantastic. Um, so so so, talk about that team and, and what kind of the experience is like for recording for you guys. Because I know we've talked with Vanessa Marshall and, and Rebels and Clone Wars, of course. They kind of recorded together. Is that the experience for Resistance as well? Or are you guys all recording at the same time? Yeah,
1: depending on the situation, but for the most part, they want a very, uh, they want chemistry between the actors. And you're not going to get chemistry if you're reading by yourself because I could, I could feel a particular way one day and say a line, and if you're not with me, you're not going to be able to respond to that line or react to that line accordingly. So they always try and bring us in together. And sometimes we'll have sessions of eight, nine people in a room. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, we'll get to work, and I see my friends, my family, my extended family my star Wars resistance family. And, uh, you know, it's, it's big hugs. Hey, what's up? How's your day? you know, and we get into that room and we're all behind the mics and we're just looking at each other as we're working, playing off of what each other are giving. Sometimes they'll actually, after the first two takes, they're very, very lenient, allowing us to kind of improv and live a little bit in the scenes. So (laughs) we we take those liberties and we have a lot of fun in the room.
0: That's really awesome. I know know of the ability to improv a lot happens so uh, can we find out like from season one can you do you remember any of the lines that were improv?ed can you let us know <laughs> Give us a hand, you know or... <laughs> what
1: I, I'll i have to probably go back through season one to watch and, and pick out those moments but there were definitely a lot of Niku lines where they're like Niku, take the reins and Josh Brenner would just kind of just go and he'll start I mean he he's just uh, he is a Wikipedia real life that's what he is <laughs> he's so knowledgeable about star wars and his lines are so funny he's great
2: he's absolutely my favorite character no offense but <laughs> <laughs> no no seriously i i, I just I, I i really i'll be totally honest when when resistance was coming out i was like i definitely dig the animation style but this might not because for me the animation like is my star wars ahsoka is my favorite character rebels is my favorite piece of star wars like it matters a lot to me and it was kind of weird coming into resistance with like a a a, hmm, i don't know if this is gonna have as big of an impact on me um because i didn't really connect with any of the characters in the the trailers and and stuff um, but then when I saw you guys on screen and like you and Niku, I say you because you know you're Kaz um, on screen together, <laughs> th- that first interaction, I was like, no, I'm here for it. And and I just rewatched the you know kind of binge watched the whole season all over again, and it was wow. just an amazing cohesion to the story and. I really connected with just this this sense of these characters trying to find their place in the galaxy and yes it has a little bit more of the the goofy side of things maybe than a clone wars or a rebels had but I feel like it fits this era of star wars because they're in a relative time of peace right they haven't had war for 30 years so how do you kind of approach getting ready for the character of Kaz and and this character who we're seeing who is really has a different background than any of the other um, characters and protagonists that we've met in the saga because he's coming from a time of, of peace. That's different. Mm -hmm. There's no star Wars.
1: That's very, very true. It's a, it's a outer, it's an outer space station on the outer rims in the middle of nowhere. Not many people know about the Colossus. Uh, Many people heard of the first order, but, the, you know, Jedi and Sith are just lore, really. Only a few people got to fight in the different wars, like Eager, Jarek Eager, and Poe Dameron. But uh, you know, stepping into this this world, it's it's just kind of like it's the world we live in now. You know, we we know about war that's happening, but we're not firsthand experiencing it. So, really, we kind of laugh as we are now in this on this podcast, and uh, we're enjoying ourselves. But Somewhere out there, there are there are wars being waged, and until we experience it, much like when the stormtroopers took over on the Colossus, and they slowly but surely started to invade without them knowing and take over the Colossus, uh, is when everyone started to realize the veil that was pulled, uh, this this dangerous presence that First Order brought. Mm. So it's it's you know just to be a part. Uh, of the show stepping in and seeing kind of how the character started to slowly open his eyes to the world i was excited when the stormtroopers first showed up that's when it started getting exhilarating that's when it started getting fast and and every episode you're like what i gotta watch i gotta do the next one i was so excited to get back in the room and work on the next episode um but i just kind of take it day by day every time they send a script i'm I'm just as much of a fan as any other Star Wars. Maybe not as much of a fan as as you both, but I'm I'm an <laughs> avid fan myself, and I love the Star Wars lore. So I, I read the script, and I'm like, "No way, Kylo Ren! What?" You know, in season one, when he says, "What's a Kylo Ren?" I was like, "This is the coolest thing ever." <laughs> so, so I you know, I fan out, and I get to go to work, and the hardest part is just keeping it
0: under wraps. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'd be like so like bursting at the seams to try to to just I'd need to get it out. So, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think one of the reasons they hired me is cuz they know I could keep a secret.
2: <laughs> That's like 90% of a job at Lucasfilm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you keep a secret?
1: I was on Days of Our Lives for 4 years and on Days there's a 6 month turnaround. So you go, you film and you won't air for 6 months. And so the soap opera fans, they, they're chomping at the bit to get you to talk a little bit.
2: It, what's the turnaround on, on the animated shows? Because I feel like that would be a little bit longer.
1: It's, it's, well, man, it's, that's a good question. Maybe a year? It's about the same time frame, okay. actually.
2: What? Oh, people like you. I'm sure you'll be great with the customers. In the meantime, I can see if there are any other parts that I can use to fix the fireball. I mean, there's got to be something useful here. Ahem. Oh, hello! Welcome to Acquisitions. How can I? Can a premium deluxe D90 Droid oil? Make it fast, kid. Um, right away, man. <laughs> okay, I'm sure it's here somewhere.
0: I obviously I watched you. I was a fan on the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, and like I knew when you were cast in Hawaii Five-O and Days of Our Lives. So, like, how is it tr- doing that transition from doing live action to being on screen and then having to go into voice acting?
1: oh um thank you you know what you're really awesome thank you very much for following my career i really appreciate you knowing that and 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 that just means the world to me so thank you very very much first (laughs) secondly uh, the transition from being on camera to doing voice acting i thought was going to be seamless but it was pretty bumpy to be honest i i uh I was actually, I kind of sucked. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> I thought I was okay. And I kind of realized that I needed a little help. So I went in there and um, they tried to fine tune my work and they brought me, uh, what, the the biggest issue was this. I lacked confidence. I was insecure. I was nervous to, to step into the shoes of Star Wars to be the first Asian American lead of a Star Wars franchise. It was like, there's a lot of pressure uh, right. in reference to making sure that you know what? I do this right. I got to do this right. You know, I got to do this right. But then they were like, dude, just have fun. Love what you do, and it's going to be fine. So I was like, all right. And they said, oh, yeah, there's a 10% rule. What's this rule? Oh, uh, you know, they can't see your eyebrow raise. They can't see your <laughs> smirk. So you got to do the 10%. You raise your voice just 10% more from, uh, watch out to watch out. Don't worry, bb I did a quick run through of all the ship's systems. we rendezvous with Poe in no time. Okay, this is fine. Totally normal. The fireball just needs to warm up. <laughs> as long as the stabilizers are holding. <laughs> what? They're offline? Nothing is holding? Oh, come on, the readouts are
2: malfunctioning too. Which version of Kaz do you prefer to, pl- to play a little bit more? Is it more of the goofy, uh, you know, almost Jar Jar side, or more of the serious "We Are the Resistance" side.
1: Well, um, I myself am very layered as a person. Uh, ogres are like onions; they're full of layers. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm very goofy, and yet at the same time, I'm. I like to consider myself a leader. When things have to get done, I'm. I'm the guy who's going to get it done. And when it's time to have fun and let loose, I'm more of a child than my children, than my stepkids. (laughs) So, you know, like, just like anyone else, I I like to have fun. And when 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 it's time to get serious, I buckle in. So I like to play all roles because it makes me feel like this character is, is real. Like I am really living as this character. And I love that. I love, love, love all aspects of Kaz, all aspects of all the characters, and what, what the team, what the cast have brought together for this for this show. I really love it all. All of it. It's hard to just say, I like the colorful side compared to the, the dreary darks, the darkness. I, mean, I love all of it. You can't take the light without the darkness because you won't ever appreciate the light without the darkness.
0: Oh, no. Um, I was just going to say, like, that's really that's obviously really deep. um, And I like I love that um and I think that's part of one of the reasons why I love Kaz so much is because he has this like earnestness about him and it's kind of something that I saw when you when you were being Lee. like you had that you were like so earnest and honest and like to see you carry it over into Kaz but it's Star Wars so I just how do you do that how do you you portray that so well (laughs)
1: Ah, oh, man, you know, I think we can only... And it's hard to say that how do you be an honest person? I mean, honestly, my, my answer to that would be just live life and understand what life means. I think the people who... If someone falls, the first person to help them is someone who's experienced a fall before, who knows the pain of falling, because they, they wish they had someone to help them. So in life... I have a sister with Down syndrome. Uh, I deal with, uh, you know, i moving often with my father being in the military. So being the new kid constantly, not having roots set outside of my family, it's it's always like hard. You get bullied a lot. You get made fun of a lot. You get in a lot of fights. Uh, So in that, you know how dark and hard it can be so you can really appreciate the times when things are good. Uh, So I just kind of Take life experience, and I apply a positive and optimistic mindset to all of it. When it's necessary, and for the most part, lucky, I'm very lucky to find roles that get to portray that unexuberant, happy, joyful side of life.
2: So, with with that, and, and you mentioned earlier about you know the the crew kind of being a family. And found family is such a, a big part of Star Wars, and of course, with you moving around, found family was something that was probably a little bit harder to to grasp onto. So, is that something that family atmosphere? Is that something um, that you guys are are actually like keeping in mind as you're recording, or is it more something that just is a is a natural thing because of of the project you're working on and the passion everybody has?
1: I don't think uh, I don't think it's ever natural. I think being a family, you have to work at it. You have to work at loving someone. And when we get in that room, we don't just go to work and, excuse me a second, I need to read my lines. No, we're like, hey, how's life? What are you doing? What's, what's been going on? How are the kids? And we talk. I make it a point to make sure that I have a connection with every single person I work with and know a little bit about them because that permeates the performance. That does translate on screen, so I, I find it very important to become familial, uh, familiar with each other. Uh, that familial environment, again, is—it's—it's it's, it's not that it just happens. You have to—you have to work at it. You have to want it to happen. Um, but yeah, like that's—I think that's important for us. We—we we all do want it so bad because it's Star Wars. We all are so happy to be a part of Star Wars. We come in with a positive, excited <laughs> attitude. But at the same time, you know, it's not like, not just this. It's not just this uh, shallow feeling. It's it's not a shallow connection. It's very very deep connections with each of them.
2: Mm. I love that. I love that. A- and yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Adriana.
0: Oh no, I I just said I love that too. <laughs> um, that's that like it makes me really happy to hear that because. um Star Wars Resistance is... Um, like, Brandon was talking about how, how much he loves Ahsoka. And for me, um, Star Wars Resistance is really my my Star Wars animation. And um, it just is nice to hear that, that you guys um, care so much about it. And, like, I can... And, like, you saying it, like, I can see it on the screen. And, and I can feel that familial bond that you have, like, that you've created. And... It's, like, with the characters, like, Kaz and Yeager, like, in that father, kind of father-son relationship that you guys have on screen. Like, that's, like, I can feel that.
1: Wonderful. (laughs) Um, I love that. Thank you.
0: Yeah. And I I just, can you talk about a little bit about that relationship, like, between Kaz and Yeager and how, like, how you play that, how you approach that?
1: Scott Lawrence. Is a phenomenal voice actor and uh, and a great man. He's got boys. Uh, he's a father himself. So coming on set, he just kind of takes the dad role on. And so I see him and I'm like, what's up? And he's just like, bring it in, boy, bring it in. You know, he's deep voice, like, bring it in, bring it in, guys, bring it
2: in.
1: And I'm like, hey, so how are you? How's everything? You know, he's like, yeah, good, baby, good. How are you? What's going on? You know, and like we just chill. He just he just naturally takes that father figure. Um, and the lines allow that allow for that to happen too. So not only do we hang out in that atmosphere that, that, that mindset, when we we bring that into the room and then the lines allow for it. So when Kaz had when Kaz witnessed Hosnian Prime's destruction and and he had his slight breakdown, the first person he kind of could open up to was Eager when he broke them out of the, the jail cell and he, you know he said they're gone. Uh, and and Yeager was there for him in that brief moment that they had to share. Yeager was there for him, and I just love that. You know, he he looks to him as a paternal figure, and, and I really love what they do. It's even though there's subtle moments, they're so impactful.
2: Yeah, and and I think sometimes we value the, I guess, kind of the father son dynamic uh, or the parent child dynamic more with like the jedi with the master and apprentice and and we think about it with qui-gon and obi-wan um you know obi-wan and anakin of course calling themselves brothers but one thing i love about resistance is it's taking those same ideas and taking the force and the lightsabers away from it and breaking it down to its core elements which is exactly what you were just talking about right there that when when things are are the worst that they could possibly be um, when the dark side in whatever terms you want to put it on is winning, you know, who's there for you, who really is that family. And does that found family, is it based off of what you can achieve together or is it based off of the, the care and the passion that you have for each other, which I think you you've mentioned a lot here. And of course that has to lead us to Tam um, because just, I mean, the the impact that that had, and you were talking about just getting ready for the next one once the stormtroopers started coming in, and I remember, like, the resistance hooks were in me full, not letting me go when that Tam start stuff started happening, because I knew, I'm like, I know what's going to happen, but, oh, my God, this is going to hurt. Um, so just kind of talk for a minute, if you will, about that relationship between Tam and Kaz, and, of course, you know, we're, we're going into season two, and, of course, you know what's, what's happening in season two, and we don't want to get into that. But just in what we have with season one, like, what does that relationship mean to Kaz, and, and how do you think that loss impacts him?
1: Uh, you know, the sad thing about the relationship was that Tam had a home. She had a family already. And Kaz shows up and immediately gets the star treatment. Not because he is great, it's uh, because <laughs> he's a troublemaker and uh, uh, with a heart of gold. But essentially, he the squeaky wheel gets the oil. And in this situation, Kaz was creating a lot of turmoil for everyone and needed the most guidance and needed the most attention. And of course, Yeager owed Poe Dameron some favors. So he really looked out for Kaz and started to overlook Tam. And in doing that, as you said, who do you lean on? Who do you turn to? Well, Tam really had no one to lean on anymore because she felt betrayed by those closest to her. So in this situation, as it started getting darker and darker for Tam, Kaz was building a stronger relationship with all those around her and taking that away from her. So the betrayal was strong. Um, and I think they do a really good job in drawing a line between um, Kaz and, and Tam into season two, and and watching them as they go on their journeys. It's it's pretty pretty fascinating to see a different side of the story.
2: And it seems. Uh, and- Sorry, sorry. I was just going to say, it seems like in the trailer, like that relationship um, and, and the personal struggles of those two characters are going to be pretty integral to season two, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, it's, exciting.
1: It's, uh, we're not dealing with Jedi and Sith here. We're dealing with human, uh, human relationship, uh, but also people that are non-Force sensitive. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now we see the side of those who make the choice to support the Empire or the First Order, excuse me, and those who decide to support the Rebellion, who aren't the number ones, you know, they're just like you and I. If you were to make a choice, you know, what would you choose and why? And we get to watch your journey. And this is that that story. This is the side of Star Wars that nobody gets to see that a lot of people didn't even know they wanted to see until they saw it. And they're like, oh, my goodness, that does draw some wonderful questions.
2: Yeah, I mean I that's exactly where I was at the, at the start of the show. Um it was I wasn't super like I I was never like, "Oh no, resistance. I don't want to watch that." <laughs> I was just kind of I was kind of like, "Okay, let's let's see what what's going to happen here." Um and but I know there were a lot of there was a lot of talk on Twitter about um people maybe not being excited about the show or this isn't really what we wanted or or that kind of thing. Um, And then that that flipped completely once people actually watch the show. What a wonder if we actually wait and see what the product is.
1: I have have something to say to that, though. Go for it. Go for it. There's always always a lot in life. No matter what, change is inevitable. The one constant in life is change. The minute that George Lucas was no longer a part of Star Wars... People weren't excited about that change. Therefore, anything not George Lucas, they're already against. Uh, There's always going to be toxicity, no matter what, with people who don't want change. But again, if you're not open to seeing anything, then don't change. Don't see it. Just stick to what you love. Stick to what is yours. That's great. Uh, Our show brought change, brought difference, and it brought a lot of support for not only those who want more Star Wars lore... But it also brought support for diversity, like me being mm. Asian-American. And the whole cast itself is diverse. Um, you got a black female protagonist, pilots, and Mexican Amer- Latin American pilots who are badass. Pardon my French or English or whatever. Maybe. <laughs> but, I mean, but again, like you know what? You got a lot of negative coming in from people the trailer hadn't even been released just the name of the mm-hmm, show mm-hmm. and it was like yeah a 75 25 negative 75 negative 25 positive but when the show finally dropped now coming into season two it's like a 95 five 95 support five percent negative and i mean really people are looking to it i mean we won a saturn award yeah, we were nominated yeah. congratulations
2: on thing. that by the way
1: oh thank you so much you know what that's that's the producers that's justin ridge that's brandon alman that's athena portilla that's dave feloni that's everyone running the show I mean, I did my part, believe me, and, and um, I love doing it, but that's the leadership that won us that for Best uh, best Animated Program of 2019, or 2018, 2019, Saturn Award, <laughs> 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 boom.
0: But- well, you know, you should give yourself some credit. I mean, um, I don't think it would be the same without you, and it wouldn't be the same without any of the voice actors that they chose because... Um, uh, as far as, like, how you guys portray these characters, I think it... I love it. And the di- diversity aspect, that was so important to me. Um, I'm Latina, and for me, um, Tora Doza was the first... She's the first representation of a Latin woman on, on screen. Um, we had Bale, we have Poe Dameron, but those are all men. And so to get to see, like, Tora... Um, and she's racing, and you're racing against her, and that's, like, it, I'm just filled with so much, like, hope for the future of Star Wars, and, like, the potential that I see is really great, um, so, yeah, no, definitely give yourself some credit for that, because it, it wouldn't be the same without you guys.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you very much, I appreciate it, Adriana. I'm
2: becoming your number one fan. Sorry. <laughs> you know, we we talked with uh, with Zorada Cordova, who wrote Crash of Fate uh, a couple weeks ago, and and the discussion we had really had an impact on me because we were talking about what it meant for her to be the first uh, Latina uh, writer of a Star Wars novel um, in the new canon, and it, it kind of came down to. Like at the end of the day, that is like maybe one percent of why she got hired. Her being a Star Wars fan is one percent of why she got hired, and like ninety-eight percent of why she got hired to do that job is because she could do the job, right? Yeah. You, you pick the best person for the job regardless of of anything, um, and, and I think that's something that this cast has done really well, and. One of the things I, th- I think that this show has a little bit of an advantage, o- advantage on versus, like, on screen um, or, or live action, if it's live action, you can see the different people that they've cast um, and their skin color, their ethnicity, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, and And that kind of we've seen that kind of be a, a target for, for certain negative parts of fandom. But you guys are so diverse, but you're behind the camera and people don't even realize it. And next thing you know, they're like, oh, wait, maybe I was wrong, right? Because they're seeing all this great content that's coming out from Resistance and not even considering, you know, that there's this amazing group of diverse people who are back behind the screen. Uh, it's, it. I mean, like Adriana said, it, it, it gives hope... Um, for me, you know, for my students to have, have people to look up to. Um, so to go think, off, I, you know, just go to ahead. touch
1: on that. I agree with what you're saying. Many of the times, most people aren't aware of the importance of diversity mm. because it, it's a great story. That's wonderful. That's a great story. But for me growing up, I didn't have uh, an Asian American multi ethnic role model on television outside of Bruce Lee. I mean, can you really name that many? A mixed ethnic uh, Asian Americans, even now on camera. Yeah, like so. It's like the idea for me to go out and say I'm going to be a celebrity. I'm going to be a star. A working actor. That's a far fetched concept. Uh, It's like I can be the sidekick. I can be the tourist. I can be the the tech geek. I can be
0: or the bad guy.
1: I can be the bad guy, but I can't be the hero. So nowadays, to have representation. Someone, children can say, that's me. I want to be that. That's me. I want to be the hero of my story. That's important. You know, um, so to touch up on what you're saying, yeah, the story is there. And many people don't realize just because it's a great story. They're not saying, they're not flaunting flaunting the fact that, hey, diversity, diversity. No, it's just a great story with a diverse cast. But the people who are living the life of diversity, they see these people as role models and say, "I, I can finally be the hero of my own story, my own life.
2: Yeah.
0: Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly.
2: And I mean, so it's it's interesting for me because like I'm a I'm your I always say I'm like the the stereotype of a fanboy. I'm a middle class like white American. Um
1: Gorgeous white American. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) well, thank you. But,
2: like, but in all honesty, like, when before I was a part of the online favorite, I was never part of that negativity or or any of that kind of stuff. But diversity was not something I had to consider. Um, And it always kind of was interesting to me because I've always related more to the female characters because I was raised primarily around women. So, characters like Ahsoka and Leia and stuff kind of fit with, with who I am as a person more. But I had those people on screen like the Lukes and the Hans who looked like me where I could be like, without even realizing it, okay, yes, I can be the hero, but I also want to be the hero and be like this person or be like that person. And so the fact that that nowadays, just with the the amount of content that's coming out, the different avenues that it's coming out – people who you're you're able people like you who are able to connect with fans um over twitter and have that that impact on them i feel like the range is out there where exactly like you said like you can finally everybody can see themselves in part of star wars which is part of what star wars is always supposed to be about so i guess just going off of that like what do you hope is the lasting legacy of Star Wars Resistance? Uh, I mean, it's it's two seasons, which is is I know for Adriana and myself, tragically short, um, but definitely an impactful yes. story. So, what do you what do you hope the legacy of uh, Resistance is going forward? Um,
1: well, I think I think they do a really wonderful job of. Tying in diversity into the sequel trilogy of, of uh, Star Wars. So the newest films that are coming out now, the sequel trilogy, they do a really wonderful job of, again, tying in diversity and explaining out the story of Resistance and the Resistance uh, fighting alongside uh, against the First Order. So I think the legacy would just be, uh, hold on, love your family, whether it's, a family you choose, or, or or your blood family, hold on to them and love them, and, and you know support them. So the long-lasting legacy would be uh, love hard and
0: and support your family.
2: Going back to what we were talking about, and and I, I don't always want to go back to this, but for people brushing it off, like this story does really get to the core of what star Wars is when you, you know, when you strip away all the cool, you know, dogfights and all the lightsabers and pew pews, like this is the, the core of what star Wars is, is exactly, um, what you said there. So kind of what was that experience like for you? Because you kind of knew like, all right, this, this show is legit. It's got some stuff to say. Um, and, and you're really active on Twitter, so what was it like to kind of see that transition of, like you said, there was 75% bad to like, or 75% negative to like 95% positive transition across the season. Was that something, were you kind of sitting back there like, hold on guys, you haven't seen it yet, or, or what was that like for you?
1: Yeah, I would say it's exactly that. Uh, you know, you can't knock it till you try it. Mm. <laughs> My biggest thing is, is stick with it. You know, if you watch the show, I promise you, you will fall in love with it because it it takes, it, it has a slow burn. It takes a little bit to introduce this wide array of characters, but once you establish the characters and who they are and their personalities and their dynamics, you get to enjoy the journey. And so the first season is really establishing that journey, establishing where they are in the timeline Uh, of the Star Wars, the canonical timeline. Yes, all right, Um, but you establish that. And then it's it's now, you know, now they fight. Now they fight for what they believe in. Now the journey begins. And what's great about season two is we've already established everyone. So you're a part of it. And we get to introduce new characters. Uh, Oh my goodness, so many great new characters, but we, they're all kind of following the, the the journey of our heroes, of the people we've grown to love, and um, it's it's just gonna be great. So, you know, to anyone who hasn't seen the show, I say just check it out, try it out, and if you want to be informed on different parts of Star Wars lore, our show is, that's what our show is for, and it's also to introduce the youth, the younglings, into the Star Wars galaxy and allow them to take their first steps in a, in a fun fantastical way and slightly slightly charge our binks at times but at the same time it's still very dramatic still very very serious um, themes and so we get to just uh, you know enjoy the experience and I hope they, everyone watching it enjoys the experience and believe me if you stuck with season one you're gonna be blown away by season two
0: um, so you say we get to meet a lot of new characters. Um, I have a question. What about, uh, some of the characters that are, were already introduced? They're not yet part of Team Fireball, but Mike. well, okay. I'm like, I'm a beat about, uh, not beat around the bush. What about Sonara? Is she going to be part of Team Fireball? Is she going to be introduced more? Can we talk about that? <laughs> Cause I really, I really love Kaz and Sonara together, like, that a friendship is so important to me and just like the fact that she was a pirate and she had she was part of this like group not a family and then she's there only a little bit of time and she already like feels that family like push that family bond you know like these are people that look out for her and she's never had that before so i i want to know about her she's gonna be um gonna have more a bigger role in season two can well, can you can you say um, anything <laughs> what i
1: can say is when yoda takes her out with the lightsaber it's really nice. <laughs> um, part, part of season two no I'll, i'm totally joking she she's a phenomenal actress and a phenomenal character and she does uh great stuff in you say that
0: yes yes so Kaz I feel like they kind of introduced Sonara kind of to be like um maybe like a love interest for Kaz um mm-hmm. at least that's kind of how I read it but towards the um the further along I, I got I I kind of want her to have like a relationship with Tam um and I know we we've got this other representation so having some LGBTQ representation would be really awesome. I know that there was an article recently. Yeah, like, a yeah.
1: Flicks and Orca. Yeah. Bobby Moynihan. First, uh, first canonical LGBTQ couple. LGBTQ couple in uh, Star Wars lore. It's awesome.
0: Did you guys, did you know about that? Or did you have to, like, read about it like everybody else?
1: You know what? Bobby was really pushing for it. Bobby was absolutely pushing for it. And, uh, he was, like, I feel like he was one of the biggest reasons why it became uh, canonical, why it became part of uh, the truth. Um, but yeah we we all we were all kind of hoping for it, we were all just kind of like in agreement that you know, regardless of whether they say yes or no, like we were like this is this is definitely what it is, you know, um but yeah, we were all rooting for it, and when it when I saw the article come out on Deadline Hollywood, I was like I was over the moon, I was posting it on my Instagram. <laughs> I'm very active on my Instagram. So I was like, hooray. I I sent a message to Bobby and and Jim like, congratulations, you guys, you did it. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, in reference to uh, Sonara and and Kaz's relationship, I think you're right. I think in the beginning, Kaz was totally Twitter faded with Sonara. But as the series went on, I don't, I think Kaz still has a huge crush on her, but my mind is priorities. You know, it's, it's, Kaz has gone from a childish, selfish mentality to a selfless mentality, where he's like, it's about the greater good, it's about the the bigger picture. So he's he's got to take care of everyone on the Colossus, and as well as everyone fighting for the Resistance. So I think that's his mentality now, more so than him, just himself.
2: Mm. And that's interesting because like he came in very, very. Young and and kind of childish and immature in the beginning, um, and we got to see that growth of him into, like you said, somebody who has a higher purpose. So, in season two, like again, no spoilers or anything, but in season two, like what what should we be keeping an eye on for for Kaz? Like what's in, what's in store for him? Um,
1: absolutely more growth because in complacency, comfortability uh, is death. Uh, so if he, they were to get comfortable at any minute, the first order will catch them, uh, will find them, will hurt them. So they are running, and they cannot get comfortable. And so I think what you're looking to find with Kaz is uh, someone who facing he's facing the darkest times, and he's really got to step up to the plate. So leadership and risky choices have got to be made not just for cast but for everyone uh that's that's in this journey so it's its really the stakes have risen uh, it, it just gets it gets really crazy and beautiful and sad and many times very very sad but man oh man <laughs> it's gonna
2: be a really
0: I mean, it is called Star Wars, and wars tend to be sad, so...
2: (laughs) (laughs) So did you, uh, I mean, let's be honest, like two seasons was a little bit um, shocking uh, for for some of us. I know Adriana sent us many, many cry faces um, on our our text chat um, about it. Uh, Did you, and, and not necessarily how long it was supposed to go or anything like that, but just kind of as looking at your character, did you have um, a a glimpse into what the the eventual destination was for Kaz when you started out and and in order to inform your acting, or was this something that you kind of had to take script by script as they gave it to you?
1: Yeah, just like everyone else, I took it. I'm in the dark Mm. with everything. I'm, I'm a fan, and as it continued, I was just... Turning page by page, I'm reading the book <laughs> that they give me. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not given any f- further knowledge. So, as when they let us know that the series was ending, and the reason that it was ending with the rise of the skywalk, rise of Skywalker, I was like, you know what? I can look at this and. I can say the glass is half empty or I can look at this and I can say the glass is half full and I have a lead Asian American canonical character in Star Wars and I'll have an action figure and a Lego for the rest of my life like holy cow who can say that you know (laughs) so there's always a little bit of heartbreak but for the most part. I'm so honored and happy to just be a part of it, and hopefully, Kaz will come back as a Force Ghost. Who knows? No, I'm just
2: kidding. <laughs> oh gosh! I mean, wait, if, is that a spoiler for something? Oh gosh! Totally
1: kidding. Totally kidding. <laughs>
2: um. Okay, I I have to ask because I I find this super fascinating. Uh, what was it like the first time you saw yourself in action figure form?
1: Oh man, I I had been looking everywhere to find it, and I remember I had posted a video on my Instagram of me walking around Target saying, okay, I found Poe Dameron. I found Jared Yeager. Everyone else was sold out. Man, I thought maybe in Arizona I'd find one. And then I went to the back and I asked the guy, hey, do you guys have any in stock? And he says, you know what, let me go check. And he came back out and he was holding a cat. He says the last one.
2: What? I remember
1: holding it and I was like holding back tears. I was so I was so happy. My heart was exploding. And I took a picture. I sent it to uh, my girlfriend, Linnea. And, and, I, and I, I made a little video for my dad. But my dad was like, he was like, I think we were picking something up. And I was like, let me just go check the back. And my dad was kind of waiting for me up front. But I made a little video for him. And I ran over and I showed him. And he was just like, you know, he's, he's a Navy guy. So he was trying to keep his composure. But he was so happy, too. And everyone was just like freaking out. It was a really, really wonderful moment in my life.
2: That is so cool. That's so cool. Well, we want to thank you once again for taking the time to come on and talk Kaz and Resistance and, and just Star Wars with us. Before we close, we kind of have five uh, rapid-fire questions we like to ask our guests before we sign off. So you ready for this?
1: Yes, no, yes, yes, no. Okay. There it is. You got <laughs> it right. Oh, uh, there was <laughs> a
2: – you forgot C. C is in there. Oh, yes, that's in yeah. C. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, okay. <laughs> First off, which Star Wars movie did you watch most recently and why?
1: Most recently?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, oh, you know what? I We watched the behind-the-scenes, the, the Star Wars story with George Lucas and how Star Wars was made and all the trials and tribulations that George went through, uh Mr. Lucas went through, uh, while he was making Star Wars, the first movie. And then, yeah, so... Uh, We recently watched that documentary.
2: That's awesome.
1: Uh, I think it's called, like, Star Wars Rise of the Empire or something.
2: Something Making an an Empire? Making
1: an Empire? Making an Empire. Yeah, that's the one. We just saw that one.
2: Was that your first time seeing it? It was. Oh, wow. I
1: mean, I heard about all the the struggle and all of the obstacles, uh, the Everest. Mount Everest of obstacles, Mount Fuji of obstacles, but I, I mean, to to see them, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And just to see how so many people didn't have the vision, even some of the actors didn't have the vision that George Lucas had. And when the minute George stepped in, it, everything got properly aligned. I was just so inspiring. I'm so inspired. and I'm like a huge fan of him.
2: All right, who is, and this can be in-universe or out-of-universe, so either her, as Kaz or as Christopher Sean, who is your Star Wars partner in crime or BFF?
1: Ooh, um, I would say Darth Vader, but he <laughs> hurts
2: from the younglings, so I'm going to have to
1: go with. In- Yoda. I'm gonna stick with Yoda because my dad always did the Yoda voice, and my dad kind of looks like Yoda now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm gonna choose Yoda. He's my BFF.
2: I love it. I love it. What would your Star Wars pet be?
1: If I were to have a pet, Sorry. oh man, um, you know most people think of pets as little. I'm gonna go with a Chewie, a Chewbacca. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with a Chewbacca as a pet.
2: I like it. I like it. I mean, that's where <laughs> the idea came from, so it makes sense. Um, this-
0: I, was <laughs> to, I thought you were going to say, like, Toradoza's little dog thing that she has. <laughs> buggles? Yeah.
1: Uh, buggles are a gorg bitey. I was thinking about them. They were going through my mind. But then again, like, I don't know. I mean, you know, you can get a Great Dane as a dog. <laughs> they're huge. Uh, they're sentient beings. My opinion, uh, New Zealand approved it. Yes, um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I think uh, I would go with the Chewbacca. I'm just cheating a little bit, but I'm going with that.
2: We'll we'll allow it. All right. So this <laughs> this one will be interesting because you are very active on social media. Um, who would you let take over? Which Star Wars character would you let take over your Twitter account for a day?
1: I would let. I would let. Uh, and John Boyega is hilarious. Daisy really is amazing. I think I would have to go with Mark Hamill because I love him. I love his portrayal of the Joker. I love his joke. I love I love his where his mind's at. He he, he really does a good job of playing with the audience. <laughs> I know that's cynical, but at the same time I just really like what he does on his on his handles and his social media.
2: Awesome. All right.
0: He knows how to handle the trolls. (laughs) He does.
2: Um, He is the troll sometimes, but in the best way possible. (laughs) Um, All right. So to wrap it up, what is your favorite Star Wars one-liner?
1: Do or do not. There is no try.
2: I love it. I love it. Uh, Yep. (laughs) I mean, it's it's a classic. It's a classic. You can't go wrong with it. You can't go wrong with it. Uh, that goes
1: back to when we before we started. Yeah, I was obviously. just
2: I was just about to say like we we brought this conversation like full circle. It's um, <laughs> it's it, yeah. it's really beautiful. The circle is now complete, as uh as your friend Darth Vader would say. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. so we want to thank you again for coming on the show. This was a a fantastic conversation just to talk to you not only as um a Star Wars uh character but as a Star Wars fan and so. Thank you again for coming on. Go ahead and tell uh, our audience where they can find you, um, what you're working on, and anything you want to plug. Uh,
1: well, I'm heavily active on my Instagram. So if anyone <clears throat> sends me DMs, I'm pretty good at getting back to people. Uh, that's Mr. Christopher Sean, M-R Christopher Sean, my name, one word. And then I think everything else is just Christopher Sean, my Twitter, my Facebook, my Facebook. Uh, my dancing page. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I
0: was like, wait, I don't know about that one.
1: <laughs> so I, uh, currently, I'm working with the Peter Mayhew Foundation, and we're getting ready to release a uh, division of a nonprofit in supporting special needs programs in public schools to raise funding for that with all the budget cuts that have been made. Um, that, to me a lot of attention and we're trying to, we're going to be doing that here shortly. I'm going to finish up that video, put that out there and I've got a comic book that's going to be coming out. I've got other projects that I'm working on. I just can't talk about yet because I've signed NDAs and I don't want to lose my job. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm auditioning a ton and I can't wait to get back on camera and um, I can't wait to to be able to share my experiences and, and continue to hopefully push diversity and be a strong role model for the youth
2: absolutely absolutely and hopefully we can chat again after uh resistance season two and once we've seen that that full journey of kaz uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good ride i'm i'm very excited for sunday so you of course can always follow the network uh by just hitting that subscribe button on whatever podcatcher you're listening to you can follow us on twitter at clashing sabers you can follow us uh, or join us on facebook at the clashing saber star wars community uh we have some big news coming out pretty soon um, over there, so you may want to stay tuned there, and of course please, please, please guys go leave us a rating and review we have a lot of people, um, we're getting new listeners every episode, which is absolutely great and we want to continue to grow this community and that helps to do that so until next time may the Cas be with you no <laughs>